Hey, my name's Britt, and this is your Only Black Friend Podcast. And welcome back to your Only Black Friend Podcast. Happy Black History Month. I know I mentioned in my previous episode that we would be talking about the documentary We Need to Talk About Cosby that's on Showtime. However, like the Aries that I am, I procrastinated and I did not have enough time to write out my script before getting an episode out. So I thought instead we would just do a midweek chat. And the topic of this week is going to be being black in the workplace. And boy, do I have some stories to tell y'all about being black in the workplace. But I bring this up because on Tuesday at my job for Black History Month, we had an external speaker come in and I'm gonna put all of her information in the description of this episode. And she spoke about being black in the workplace and how to support your black colleagues, you know, just in general, especially during this time of racial injustice and police brutality. So it was it was really good. She actually played a video during the presentation. It was basically an HR video because you could tell how stiff their acting was. But essentially what happened in that video is that there were three black employees in a breakout room or like a boardroom, and they were talking about the, the latest shooting that happened. And one of the employees was upset. And so he went to the whiteboard and wrote Black Lives Matter on the whiteboard, right? So they leave, hours pass, two more employees come in, but they're two white employees. One of the employees sees that it says Black Lives Matter on the whiteboard and then decides to cross out black and change it to all so that it says all lives matter. And so the other coworker who witnessed him do this was like, yo, what are you doing? Why are, why are you doing this? this isn't necessary? You're not helping the fight. Like you're just creating more drama. And then, of course, you know, it cuts to the three black people who were in that boardroom before the two white people, and they see that somebody crossed out black and made it say all. Now, at my previous job, I worked in a very rural area with all white people. I think out of the 500 employees, it was myself and maybe one or two other black people it was just literally a handful of us. Everybody knew our names because we stuck out like a sore thumb. I love attention. But when you unintentionally stick out from the crowd and every day you're reminded of how different you are, becomes extremely exhausting. Something interesting that our external speaker brought up at the event that we had on Tuesday was being a good black which was really interesting because I wanted to talk to her about that, but unfortunately we had some technical issues, so I couldn't ask her this question, but I would be considered a good black. I speak articulately. I am very well educated. I don't come from a broken home, I guess you could say. I've grow I grew up very middle class. I've I've had a very privileged life. I'm a privileged black person. But to some people, I'm a good black person. And she was talking about how these good blacks are picked to be the diversity hire. They're picked to be the spokesperson for things. They're a good black because they don't have an ethnic name. They're a good black because they don't use Ebonics. There's a lot of complexities to being a quote unquote good black. The way I see it, I've been a good black my whole entire life. 
I have always gone above and beyond to make sure that I never make anyone feel uncomfortable around me because of my skin color. And it's taken me 28 years to get to this point of realizing how much of a people pleaser I was. But I wasn't only just a people pleaser. I specifically only wanted to please white people. And I did that because at a very young age, I realized that if I sat up straight, if I spoke very clearly, if I stayed quiet during any sort of racial uprising, white people were going to see me as their equal. And ever since I was probably in middle school, I kept that. I kept that mentality of, Brit, if you just keep up with the Joneses, if you keep up with the white folk, they're going to take you in, you're going to be in the club, and you're not going to have anything to worry about. Now, let's just sit back for a minute and see how fucked up that is, okay? (laughs) The fact that as a 12-year-old, I was thinking about how can I impress these people in my life so that they don't think that I'm one of those hood people, that I'm one of those black people that doesn't speak right or isn't smart or all of that. Literally every single stereotype that you can think of about a black person, I did not want to be because I knew that if I was, I would have an even bigger target on my back to get made fun of, get bullied even more severely than I did because I didn't act white. I didn't act the way that I should be acting because this Brit, This current Brit, the Brit that they called Oreo, the Brit that was called relentlessly white all the time, even though my skin is obviously brown as hell, that I was a good black because I stayed in my lane. I stayed with them. And that has translated across my entire life. I think about different jobs that I've gotten and how I've been the diversity hire But even though I was the diversity hire and I knew I was the diversity hire, I always wanted to make sure that I was the best one so that when people thought about black people, they thought about me and I was the one who represented our community. Now, that's a lot for a 20-something to hold on their shoulders when they go into a corporate environment. But I did it because I said to myself, I don't want to educate anybody. I don't have the mental capacity to educate anybody. But what I will do is show up by example that your perception of how black people are is not always what we are. We come in so many different shapes and sizes and act different ways and are from different regions and have different pasts. Being a good black isn't all that it cracks up to be. And honestly, I hope that in 2022, we can maybe squash that term and no shade to this presenter for using that term. I think that it gave a perfect example in that presentation of what a specific type of black person that gets hired in corporate America looks like. But as I dig a little deeper into quote unquote, good black, it's bringing back some memories. It's bringing back the days of people complimenting me. Or, well, actually, let me take that back. People thinking (laughs) that they're complimenting me 
about something, but actually it's a microaggression and it's act very offensive. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've been told that I speak very well and that I'm a lot smarter than I look. But regardless, as allies to the community, make sure that you're taking into account all Black people's experiences, or at least different perceptions of the Black experience. Thank you so much for coming to our midweek chat with your only Black friend podcast. As always, follow us on Instagram at your only Black friend podcast and shoot us an email at your only Black friend podcast at gmail.com if you are interested in sharing your story and being on the show. And with that, I will see you all next week.